This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. What would you do if I was the last man on earth? That's a great question. I guess I decide to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh. <laughs> hey. Also, that was already a show. I, it was <laughs> already a show. <laughs> but was it based on a book? No, neither was this. A comic book? It was based on a graphic novel. Graphic novel. novel. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you do research or are you just guessing that this was based on a graphic novel? Or did no, I, tell I, did, you? I did do research. Okay. We're talking about why The Last Man on FX slash Hulu. I guess they're just the same entity at this point. FX and Hulu. Well, like anything on FX ends up streaming on Hulu. Yeah, and this was just advertised as an FX show every time I looked it up for like the last six years. And then I go to look at it, look for it on the TV, and it's on Hulu. (laughs) It like comes up on Hulu. Yeah, but it's like it says FX in the corner. I know. Yeah. I just think they're like basically the same thing. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was very frustrating trying to Google stuff like before the show came out because it was called, I think, just Why for a little while. The comic oh, book, really? The comic book was called Why the Last Man. And I think they were trying to make it slightly different. So they were just calling it Why. And it's on FX. And if you type in Y FX, it just brings up Y equals FX, the mathematical function. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder like when they figured that out. Yeah. Like <laughs> I I could be wrong, but I could have sworn that it was just going to be called Y. And then recently it was changed to Why the Last Man. They did the full title. That's funny. I wonder if that was why, because people couldn't find it when they were searching for it. (laughs) Uh, So it is based on a graphic novel. Um, I guess we could talk about some of the production stuff after the fact, after we talk about the pilot. Yeah. Uh, It starts with some scenes of cows dead in a snowy field. And then we start to get into a more urban area and there's just cars piled up on the highway. And then in the inner city, there's just bodies piled up, cars in the streets, vigils along all the steps. There's like planes and helicopters lying in different places. And we see on the screen three weeks after. So, yeah, we don't know what that means. It's an apocalyptic event. Three weeks after something happens. And we see a little capuchin monkey hopping around through the wreckage. And then a figure wearing a gas mask with dark clothes. And it's revealed very quickly to be some like younger bearded guy who's traveling with the monkey. And he's spray painted, Beth, I'm alive. Come home. Why? In red. Mm-hmm. And then he saves the monkey from a falling helicopter and they're off on their way through the streets. And we kind of like pan up seeing all the wreckage and it's a three street intersection and it like turns to make a Y. 
Whoa. I thought it was a cool visual. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like when um, shows do that. Like, come up with, like, interesting ways to, like, do the title. Yeah, I guess I just didn't really notice this. I'm shocked. I, it just it, it didn't <laughs> stick out to me that much. Okay. I wish it had because it made an impact on you. <laughs> uh, and then we go to the day before we see on the screen. Oh, which confused me because they meant... The day before the, day the before incident? The incident, but I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I just thought, I was like, so much happened. <laughs> uh, we meet Yorick, a.k.a. Y, who is home trying to do an like an upside down escape trick for mm-hmm. one of his magic students. And he's like not doing it that well. <laughs> like his contraption breaks and he falls on the ground. Right. And the kid tells him like... Listen, man, my dad says he's sending me to magic camp this summer instead because we're not getting our money's worth with these lessons. And then we go to, we meet a bunch of different characters throughout this pilot as they're like setting up all these different relationships. Right. We go to Washington, D.C. and we meet Senator Jennifer Brown getting ready for a press conference with some of her staffers. Played by Diane Lane. Diane Lane, correct. Yep. Then we're back in Brooklyn and we meet a woman who leaves an AA meeting to meet her brother outside, Yorick. It's your sister. Uh, Do you know who this is? She looks very familiar. She. This is Olivia Thurlby, mm-hmm. uh, which the name didn't mean anything to me, but she's in. She was in um, Juno. She was Juno's best friend. Do you remember her from that? I guess so, because she looks so familiar. Yeah. I'm trying to see what else she was. Hold on. Let me see. I would have never pulled that out of my butt. So she was in Juno... And the L word, like the, which I didn't see, but like they did like a, like a next like generation of it. It's called Generation Q. Um, she was in that, but like, I'm looking through her, all her, um, credits and I haven't seen anything else. I guess it was Juno. Other than Juno. So I think she was just like really memorable or something she has a distinct i mean she does i just was like oh wow i would have thought that maybe i saw her in something else you know so yurik needs just a hundred bucks from her to buy some cheese and wine so he can ask his girlfriend beth to marry him tonight and like they get into like a little little argument his parents still pay for his rent uh you know he's determined to be an escape artist Mm -hmm. uh she obviously has her own issues she's in aa for one but eventually she gives in, she gives him money, and then flips him off and heads back inside. Then we go to Skiatook, Oklahoma, and we see this woman building a bomb in this rural house. And this guy's there, like, I guess her boyfriend-ish, or so we think. And we hear a car pull up outside, and he's like, oh, that's the buyers. Like, you need to go hide. They wouldn't want to know that a black woman is building their bomb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like some, like, white nationalist group or something. Yeah. So she goes into the bedroom, gets her running gear on and slips out a window and she starts jogging away and, you know, puts in her earbuds. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a gunshot. Like they're going to kill her boyfriend. And she's not going to know. Right. But she pulls out her cell phone and blows up the entire house with everyone inside. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's just jogging along the street after this happens. Which I didn't realize that she did that. I was like, <laughs> at first, because I was like, why didn't she like jump at all? I mean, like I knew that she... I guess I figured that she knew it was going to happen, but I didn't realize right. that she did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she's jogging along. And she sees two dead bucks on the side of the road. 
and she like looks at one of them closely and it's got like bloody eyes and ears. Yeah. Like really nasty looking. And then she gets picked up in a car and some guy tells her her next assignment is in DC. Mm-hmm. Having something to do with the president, I didn't like fully follow what she was going to be doing there. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Because at first I was like, is she working for the US government, like CIA or something? But it seems like maybe she's part of some undercover. She seems to be going undercover. Like it lo- seems like she's going to be undercover because they're like, oh, this is, they gave her like her folder of who she's going to be. Right. And it seems like she's like some kind of like, I don't know, secret service or something for right. the president. And I was just kind of looking because I don't recognize this actress. And she was in Nosferatu, but I don't think she was in the pilot episode uh, okay. that we saw. Because I like didn't recognize her. But I just thought it was funny because there's a couple of actors on here. Where I'm like, oh, they were in this that we watched or that. Yeah. You know. Then we meet uh, one of the president's aides. And she's feeling calls as he's at this gun range doing an interview. And she finds out that. Senator Brown called him a misogynist in an interview. And so she quickly gets the press to leave before they kind of pick up on it and are able to ask him questions. And then he won't let up until she fires a handgun at the range. She's like very uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, that was so that was so strange, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He was like bullying her in a way. And she was like so I was like, is she nervous? Like, because she doesn't want to do it. Or is she just like actually really good at it? Like it was, it was a weird. I couldn't mm. like read the situation. I think she was nervous. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I would be. Yeah. Then we see this woman talking about her new book on a talk show. It's called Boy Mom, and she's talking about like how society won't let boys be boys anymore. Yeah. Oh my god, this was this is hard to watch. There's a big sign that says like "Stop Cancel Culture." Yeah. And then we see her backstage with her husband and their three boys. And, you know, she's talking, she's defending the president. We find out later that it's the president's daughter. Right. Um, and saying how, like, Senator Brown's going to lose re-election. And meanwhile... By Amber Tamplin, by the way. Mm. I keep mentioning this because I think it's a good cast. Like, I think yeah. they have a lot of, you know, yeah. noteworthy people. Meanwhile, her husband's just, like, on his phone while the boys run around, not ready to go wherever they're going. And she says something, and he's like, boys, get your shoes on. And two of them are running around and they find a dead mouse in the corner. Yeah. Same thing. Bloody eyes, blood coming out of the ears. And then <laughs> we're back with Yorick and he's planning to propose to his girlfriend and it goes very poorly. Yeah. She's going to Australia for a year to go back to school or teach or, or both. Yeah, something like that. And she basically says, like, you, you can't come with me. Like, you have this magic show booked. Mm-hmm. This is like the biggest exposure you've gotten so far, even though it's just like a small thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can come visit. Like, you can't come with me for a year and, and do what? Um, you know, what are you going to do? You keep making excuses. Yeah. Uh, and then she says, you're going to hold me back from meeting people. And he's like, oh. And then they get into it. He gets pissed. She leaves. And he's just left in the apartment with his monkey. And like one of the most notable things that, I mean, I thought... He said, he's like, well, do you know why I couldn't work on my show today? Because I was packing for you and I picked up your dry cleaning and then I made this dinner so I could propose to you. And she's Mm. just like, I didn't ask you to do any of that. And it's like, yeah, clearly he's just like completely like stalling. Oh, yeah. What he's supposed to be doing, you know, like he's just like trying to like 
play the victim or like try to like act like he's like some hero mm-hmm. where it's like yeah obviously she's really excited to go to australia and then like make distance for the reason she breaks up because you. <laughs> you are not doing anything <laughs> right <laughs> like... so then we we go back to this mystery woman and like you said she's given fake credentials to be a secret service agent her mm-hmm. name's sarah and we see her cutting her hair because her hair was in like pink dreadlocks which yeah Probably not a Secret Service agent look. Yeah. And she's, like, wiping down this apartment that she's in to, like, remove any trace that she was there. Like, in such a technical way. Like, she had the black light and, like, all this solution. Like, yeah. okay, this is part of a procedure. Remind me of, like, Umbrella Academy or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. And then one of Senator Brown's aides is out on a date. and But she's picking up the senator's dry cleaning. And so her and the guy are, you know, just, like, joking about it in the street. And a rat runs by and, like, scares them. And as they're laughing about it, they turn, and a police horse is just, like, barreling down the street towards them in a panic. Yeah. So they, like, real quick, like, get out of the way. Like, holy shit. Like. Uh, could, I've never seen, I've never been around a horse who wasn't, like, completely, like, in control of what they were doing. Oh, yeah. You know, like, trained and knowing what they're supposed to do and being, like, calm. That was, like, terrifying. I can't even <laughs> imagine, like, this, a, a horse? Yeah, just coming at huge. you. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they're, like, watching this horse as it, like, runs through an intersection, almost gets hit by a car, but makes it through. And they're like, was that a police horse? Like, where's the cop? Yeah. And they turn around. And I thought, like, there was going to be a dead cop there or yeah. something. But it's not. It's thousands and thousands of rats barreling towards them now, all swarming <laughs> as they jump on top of this car and all the rats like scurry by, like thousands of them. So is this like when we watched this separately and at one point Bill walks in the room while I'm watching it. He goes, oh, uh, trigger warning for like, <laughs> that wasn't it. No, that's not it. Okay, because that's the thing that I was triggered <laughs> <Okay>. by. <laughs> um. And so the rats eventually go by, but a bunch of them are left behind, just like in the street, twitching and, and dying. Then Senator Brown is at the president's house for, I think, his wife's birthday party or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his daughter's giving some like passive aggressive attitude to the senator. Yeah. Her husband shows up, but we find out later that they've been separated because I think he cheated on her. Yeah. It's implied. And she's like, listen, we can we can move past this. You've punished yourself enough. I've punished you enough. And he's like, actually, I talked to our lawyer today. Yeah. So he's going to he's gonna file for a divorce, which catches her by surprise, obviously. Ugh. Then we're back with York's sister. Do you have her name there? Hero Brown. Oh, Hero. That's right. Yeah, Hero. Uh, she's an EMT in the city. And she's driving in an ambulance with her partner. And we find out that they also have a thing going on. And he says he told his wife about their relationship, mm-hmm. which like at first she's like questioning and like not necessarily happy about it. He's like, you know, yeah. just just be happy about it. I, I finally told her. And so later that night, they've had sex in the back of the ambulance and they're cuddling. And he goes outside to take a leak. And when he does, his wife starts to text and she picks it up and sees that. The wife is asking, like, what time are you going to be home? Can you pick up diapers? Like, clearly he has not told her about the relationship. (laughs) And he's outside peeing, and a dog approaches. And he's like, oh, hey, buddy, you know, do you have a person with you? 
and the dog starts to bark and blood just pours out of its mouth. <laughs> and this was like I don't know this was like effective to me because I've seen other stuff where like animals die and like they're missing their eyes and stuff yeah. but like seeing all that blood just pour out mm-hmm. of this sick dog's mouth was like oh fuck yeah like, it was upsetting yeah. it was real upsetting <laughs> and so he goes back inside the ambulance like yo there's this screwed up dog out there and of course they immediately get into a fight she starts throwing stuff at him he slams her up against the wall they're like pushing and getting violent with each other and she grabs an extinguisher and swings it at him and hits him in the neck and cuts open his throat. This escalated so quickly <laughs> because she's throwing um, like Pads. packages of gauze at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like she's just like, and like she almost looks like just like silly because she's just like mad like the only thing around her is like band-aids to right, throw. Right. <laughs> and like he gets so fucking pissed and he starts throwing her up against the wall and I was like, this, like, I wish that they had given her something else to throw. <laughs> like, big bottles of isopropyl alcohol or something. You know what I mean? Like, something heavy. Yeah, yeah. Not band-aids. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he bleeds out in the back of the van as she's, like, trying to stop the bleeding, but she can't. He yeah. dies, like, within a minute. And then we arrive at the morning of... Those three words go across the screen. The morning of. The event? No, it doesn't say that. It just says the morning of. No, I know. You're okay. just looking at me so oddly. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know which morning they're referring to now. <laughs> so we see the president's aide, you know, the one he made fire a gun. She's like super stressed out at her house, as she always seems to be. She's just like, got a lot going on. Yeah. She's very stressed. She's getting lunch ready for her husband and their two kids. She's like yelling into them. She cuts her finger with a knife and, you know, her daughter comes out and says like, oh, daddy and whatever his name is are still sleeping. And, she, and she's like, "Uh." And then we see Yorick's sister in the ambulance still. And a police officer at this point has found, found the ambulance. So he's like knocking on the door. Is anybody in there? And as he comes to like knock on the back windows, he starts to climb up to peer in and falls into the street. So she's like, oh, shit. So she like opens up the door mm-hmm. and he's just lying there bleeding from his head he's dead yeah and we see the dead dog in the background and then at the pentagon there's a big meeting going on with like the president senator brown is there you know that mystery woman is there as secret service Mm -hmm. and we see a couple military guys go up to the president whisper something to him and as he's like walking off senator brown's like you know what's going on what's wrong and he reveals like we just got a red alert from israel but then we try to get back in touch with him and no one is answering there. She's like, no one's answering in Israel? Like- right, like no one's picking up the phone. <laughs> and as he's talking, his nose starts to bleed a little bit. And she's like, oh, you need a tissue? He goes, oh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And then he just vomits a massive amount of blood and falls to the ground and just yeah. like starts bleeding out of like all the orifices of his head. Yeah. And we see Hero outside in the streets of New York watching as just chaos engulfs the streets as like... People are just falling all over the place. A plane flies like super low over the skyline. Women are like screaming for help. Um, this is this was the trigger warning I was talking about because the one woman like is holding her dead son in, oh. in her arms. Yeah, we see a daughter just like sitting in a car, staring out the window with her like dead father next to her. Yeah, that was fucking creepy. Yeah, no, I mean not creepy, just really disturbing. Eerie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
you know, the president's aide obviously finds her husband and son dead in their bed, although they don't actually show that. Right. Thank God. Yeah. Um, and in the Pentagon, in this meeting, everyone's dropping like flies. Um, the senator's aide is in like shock. She's just like shaking uncontrollably. And eventually everything like settles, quote unquote. <laughs> we see all the men in the room are dead. Every single one. And the senator and the other women, including this mystery woman who was giving the president CPR or, you know, trying to resuscitate him. Mm -hmm. So maybe she is good. I don't know. Uh, they're all heading down a hall as they find out that the vice president and his plane went down over the ocean like three minutes ago. So it's happening. Yeah. It's happening everywhere. And that's just like so fucking scary. Like, air, what do you call it? Air Force? What is it, Air Force Two? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, air Force Two just crashed in, into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, like, no one on that plane that could keep it from crashing into the ocean. Like, the pilot, everyone. Like, right, was, right. you know, like, <laughs> so scary. Well, I guess if the pilot just dies within, like, 10 seconds and, like, leans forward on Yeah, that's on the, true. Yeah. There's really nothing. There's no warning. And then Yurik wakes up in his apartment as his monkey is throwing Cheetos at him. And he like calls out for Beth because she, she was like upset and said, you know, I'll be back in a couple hours. So she's like, Beth, Beth. And but then he hears the commotion outside, including a couple gunshots. Yeah. And we just see his face as he's like looking out the window on onto like just complete and utter chaos. Yeah. And that was the pilot to why the last man. <sighs> what did you think? I'm very curious. <sighs> <laughs> I... You made it sound more exciting than I think it actually was. No, okay. Okay, so I think that your telling of it was better than watching the show. <laughs> there were so many things that I thought were good, or at least I thought that the acting, the whole cast was really good, but I didn't find the writing particularly like compelling, and I didn't find like the I don't know like the stories maybe it was like jumping from all the different characters that felt like so like jilted to me that I didn't yeah, love a little um, bit there was a lot of a lot of characters that we were like hopping back and forth between yeah um see I I thought the writing felt real and like grounded like it wasn't too verbose or flowery or like didn't try to be more dramatic than it needed to be. Like it just, it just felt like we were just going through the lives of these people. Yeah. You know, they're all like somehow interconnected, just normal shits going on. And then all of this gets dropped in their lap suddenly. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, I do agree with that, but there was just something that I wasn't like that, like captivated by. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was, you know, was it the writing or was it just like, the tone of the show and and i have to be honest like the when it started like the whole like opening scene of like seeing all of that stuff the cold dead, open with the yeah like yeah. dead bodies cars crashed there's there was one visual of like the steps of a building and it was just like memorialized with like men's shoes mm. like pairs of men's shoes yeah and i was like i just remember thinking like i don't want to do this <laughs> I 
I guess I'm just like, I mean, how many like post-apocalyptic shows or movies am I going to watch without getting like really fucking depressed that like the world ended? (laughs) And I'm not trying to like get like way too like into it. Like I just, I don't know. I'm looking at it with a different lens or something. It's just like fucking, it really bummed me out. (laughs) I, I didn't. Well, the, like the entire world that. didn't end. I know, but you know, I don't. So, you said you did some research. Do you know, like, what happened, like, what the event is? No. Okay. So, I mean, spoiler alert if you are listening to this and you. I didn't research the show. I was, like, looking. Like for like the cast and stuff. Yeah, that's I fine. saw that like the comic book was there. So as far as like research went, I just saw that it was like a comic book first, but I didn't look any further into it. Yeah. So if yeah. you're listening to this and you don't know or don't want it spoiled, I'm going to tell Elizabeth the main premise. The virus or whatever this is kills males of all this different mammalian species. Okay. So every human male, you know, the dogs, the rat, uh, rats, all males die and only females oh, okay. are left. Yeah. That's why it's called Why the Last Man. For some, okay. re- for some reason, Yorick was unaffected, but every single other male dies. Okay. So, yeah, society collapses, but all the women are still there. It's just all, oh, the, men are, okay. all the men are dead. So I, I don't, I never read the comic. I heard good things about it. And then... This show was announced in like... It just sounds like someone's sick fantasy. Yeah. Uh, the show was announced in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been like waiting for the show for years. Um, just because I thought the premise sounded so interesting. Oh, did you? And, <laughs> well... Oh, I guess I'm going to have to restart... Uh, the human race, all these women. <laughs> but but that's not what it's going to be. I know. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think they have certainly probably changed some things and updated them for 2021. Mm-hmm. But it's going to look at, you know, this first episode was basically this apocalypse happening right. um, or this crazy event happening. And I'm sure we're going to get, like, some of the grieving in the next episode. But that's it. Like, we've already seen Okay, yeah. Like this like yeah. Ma- like this extinction of all the males. Like that's that part's over. Now it's going to be how society functions and you know all this big picture stuff about okay. and and you know I read I read some things that it's going to ta- tackle like transgender issues that there will be men that you know are transgender mm-hmm. that have survived because they don't have a Y chromosome, which is what this virus is affecting. Mm. Um, but also taking a look at like all the infra- infrastructure that even in 2021 is so dominated by men and how that collapses. Mm. Um, so that part I think is interesting. Plus I'm intrigued by some of the individual stories. And I mm-hmm. like the fact that this absolute loser is the only male left. Like it's not some, yes. it's not like some like classical hero Right. Who's going to go around, like you said, like impregnating all the women and repopulating the species. Like he's a loser. His parents are paying for his apartment. Right. He's a, he's a barely a magician. And yet somehow he's the one that survived with his pet monkey, you know? So like, that's kind of a neat twist to me too. That, okay. 
that does sound more intriguing than this because I was just like I don't want to do this like dessert I guess I didn't realize that it was like not everybody else was going to die you know three weeks later all I see is him that's why I was curious because I didn't know if you had like fully understood what was going no. on yeah because in, in, the, in the Pentagon scene, I, I mean, I probably would have been confused if I didn't already know. But then in the Pentagon scene, they like clearly show like all the women like looking around at each other, like noticing like, all right, this woman, this woman, this woman, and all the men are just dead. On okay, the floor. so I didn't like look at it that way that it was just women. Yeah, I, I, I guess it, I guess it wasn't super obvious if you didn't know to look for it. Yeah, I mean. Maybe that's good because there are so many women and there were so many women in that room. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't notice that there were no men standing at the end, I should say. Yeah. Nope. All dead. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, the comic won like a bunch of literary awards. Like it's very, very highly regarded. Okay. Um, and so I'm just hoping that they turn it into something interesting here. I mean, I, I see what you're saying about them like jumping around between the characters and like mm-hmm. maybe that'll still be a thing because most of them survived. Like we, we mostly focused, focused on Yurik and these women Yeah, and you know, their relationships with a couple men, but they're all going to be dead. Um, other than that, I mostly liked it. I thought all the acting was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, Diane Lane is the most known name like we talked about. Um, but I thought everybody was good. Yeah. Um, the visuals were really cool, like some really like fucked up visuals. Um, obviously, they didn't shy away from violence and not not violence. Well, I guess some violence. Gore. Yeah. Is gore, a good word for um, it. I don't but know. then, like you know, they didn't show the husband and the kid, which would have I think felt gratuitous. Yeah. Right. Like I feel Absolutely. like I feel like they rode the line there pretty well between like going too yeah, far and like definitely didn't need to, but like still being very effective and being like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So that actually that storyline is making me like more intrigued. All right. So I I really do think that like the opening scene like kind of set a tone for me. In the way I watched the rest of the show. Mm. Because I think I was just anticipating like, okay, this whole thing is a bunch of setup until something happens and everybody dies. That's <laughs> like how I was like, I was just kind of like waiting for something to happen and everybody to die. Yeah. And then also like what was happening was so fucking gross. Like these <laughs> dead animals with their eyes and their mouths and their ears bleeding. <laughs> it was just gross. Yeah. Um. But the president's aide character in particular i i kind of like the story like what you're saying how like it, like how society is going to function right without this like whole male dominated like basically without the patriarchy yeah like yeah because because that character in particular is like she's trying to be mom like super mom like planning her kids party um, oh, yeah, trying right. to find like the the right blow up like rental thing because they rented the Paw Patrol one to somebody else. And, like, <laughs> this is like you know she wants to make this party perfect for her kids, and her husband is saying, "Why don't you call your assistant to do it?" She's like, "I can't ask my assistant to do this. Like she's the president's age. She's like if it gets out that 
I have my assistant calling blow-up things, and it's like, <laughs> how about you fucking call, sir? You're home before she is. Why didn't you call the thing? You know, so, like, just the way, like, that society is, expects women to be all the things, mm-hmm. that's, like, a really, like, I think they illustrated that really well in that character. So I'm kind of... Uh, yeah. Like, she's, like, the most, like, like one of the most high-powered job. You know what I mean? Like, she's working with, like, the most powerful person. Yeah. And she still has to, like, make sure, make you know, <laughs> the kids' lunches and, you know, make sure that and the kids are asleep when she gets home and, like... Yeah. You know, she's still trying to be, like, the most she can be. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough because... I see where you're coming from because the first five minutes before the credits felt very post-apocalyptic walking dead mm-hmm. kind of thing where there's just this one guy walking amongst all these dead bodies. Right. So if you don't know what's coming, I could see it having that lens over it. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I benefited from knowing yeah. like what the virus was going to be. Yeah. Because I, I really enjoyed the setup of like all these animals. I thought they handled it so well. Yeah. Like just like little bits here and there of these dead animals. And like the dog was like so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like all the rats and horses, you know, are like Blech. running. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like these, these rats have like somehow sensed the virus. So they're like running from it and it doesn't matter. It's just fucking everywhere somehow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that's another thing that they're probably going to dive into, I would think, is, like, what the hell happened? I mean, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just, like, but without the... without all the men scientists, we know. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Have I changed your mind enough, or do you think you're going to s- skip this one? I actually think that you did. Mm. I think I would give it one more. Okay. Because... I really liked the acting. Yeah. I yeah. really liked the performance. I don't have a single complaint about that. I think I was just kind of like, okay. All, it was actually making me wonder, like, why did all these, like, actors sign on to this, like, weird show? <laughs> like, it didn't make sense, but maybe now, like, like, you did. Like, I think that probably would have helped if I had known a little bit more about it before. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I may actually, Wow. <laughs> It's like one of the first times that you actually really like turned it around in a positive <laughs> way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a weird situation because I can totally see you thinking this show is going to be something else mm-hmm. if you had no idea. Yeah. So, yeah. I-, I just think it's funny. Like, I was just recently listening to Whitney Cummings' podcast and she has... Um, one of her rules is no about dating is no musicians or magicians. <laughs> <laughs> magician <laughs> um, all right so yeah i recommend it i'm interested to hear from any of our listeners that already watched this pilot like did you know beforehand or not and then how did that color your yeah. opinion of it because i can see that being kind of an interesting mm-hmm. study uh, so i recommend it and i'm going to keep watching what about you um i will I, I gotta be honest, I was not going to recommend this. Mm. Um, I will, I'm gonna hold that thought. <laughs> I'm going to give it another episode and then, and then I'll get back to you all. Okay. I'm guessing the second episode 
is probably sad. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll give it two more episodes. Yeah. Because all every single but female character will be bad. No, you you, know. you just had just mentioned like how it made you depressed and yeah, you know. It's going to be all these female characters dealing with the deaths of their sons and husbands and everything else. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have I changed your mind again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. All right. Stay tuned. We'll talk about it on the next recap. <laughs> um, anything else? No. All right. All right. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. Please go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trial by Pilot. And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Bye. Bye. Watching television, watching.